Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we're your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Ah, and what a life it is, Mike <laughs> Manning. Till somebody wants to remodel their house before they sell it, right? Yeah, and then I want to pull my little hairs out. But, you know... The business owner lifestyle is not for everyone. We've it talked about that, but it can be incredibly rewarding. Yes. At yeah. the end of the day. You got to have the stomach for it. Yes. Yeah, the stomach for it and a plan for it. You got a shot. Yeah. And today we're going to have a super fun episode mm -hmm. where we talk all about how to plan and ways to promote and grow your business. And with us, we have a very, 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 very special guest all the way from Canada. Oh, Canada. Don't sing. Don't sing. No? Don't, I know the national anthem, yeah, though. Yeah, there's a lot of things I know, but I don't oh. sing publicly either. So, yeah. Well, Kim Day, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, all right. So, Kim, before we get going, because um, we'll get to business, but we always have to have some fun. You have a potential client in the room. You kind of have two, but you have a ultimate potential client in the room. Trinity's goal, Trinity is a kick-ass realtor here. And then we also do the coaching together. But her lifelong dream involves neither. Her lifelong dream was to move to New York, mm -hmm. smoking a six packs of cigarettes a day, writing her book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just picture myself in some kind of little crappy you know one bedroom apartment chain smoking drinking martinis and writing the best most amazing next american novel can you help yeah. with that that is hilarious <laughs> i see myself on a beautiful tropical island sitting by the beach writing my book yes. not in the crappy dungy little apartment yeah. but i guess to each his own and yeah. yes i can help you with that I guess I just always <laughs> thought that I was going to be this, like, bohemian hippie yeah. chick that lived this, like, really cool, like, city life. And then the day that I was living in my house with the white picket fence and the two dogs and and, I was, and we had, like, a two Fords in the driveway. And I was like, oh, man. I sold out. <laughs> I sold out. I'm now in the suburbs. And just a little <laughs> bit of background before we get going, Kim. Trinity's from Redneck, Michigan. And her dad is one cool hippie. So that's where some of that comes from. Yes. She comes by it, honestly. Cool dude, looks good in a bolo tie and a hat with his long hair. Kick-ass stuff. But, yeah, so she's has long told the story. She thought she would be writing a book somewhere in New York by yep. now, yeah. But now I still do want to write a couple books. You do? Yep. And Kim can help? Yeah. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about what you do. You help people write books. Yeah, so I help entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, service professionals like realtors, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, uh, write and publish a book that they can use as a marketing tool to elevate their branding, position themselves as an expert in front of their prospects and clients, mm -hmm. uh, stand out from the crowd from their competition. That was a big one for me. Because um, for 13 years, I was a financial advisor. So as a realtor, you know this. Oh, we're yeah. a saturated market. So yes. you go to networking events, and, and we're like a dime a dozen, right? Yep. So I wrote my first book for that purpose, to distinguish me and position me as an expert in, in, in the face of so many other financial advisors doing the same thing that I was doing. 
So how did you, how did you differentiate yourself? This was a tool that I used to differentiate myself. And in fact, uh, in less than 12 months, I had doubled my income. My business was rocking, but I realized in that face of that success that I was more excited about having done the book and the marketing. And so I kind of really pivoted and, and uh, now I'm really passionate about helping other people achieve that same type of business success using this strategy. Super fun. I would imagine you meet a lot of people that have told you that's on my bucket list. You have no idea. In fact, there's a gal in one of my programs right now who had writing a book for 14 years on her list. 14 years she'd been saying, I want to write a book. And now she's finally getting it done and checked off the list, which is so amazing to watch and see. Is the process exhilarating and painful? I say it's more exhilarating than painful. People think it's painful. In fact, my three biggest fears that I come across when I'm sitting down with people is they think it's going to take a lot of time. They think it's going to be really hard and they think it's going to take a lot of resources or money. And I'm here to tell you, it actually does not need to take any of those things. It can be the fastest, easiest, and most profitable asset that you will ever create for your business. How? How can you write a book that there's, you're, uh, you know, you're lying to us, Kim. There's no way that could be fast, but I know it is. So explain to us why it can, because I'm with you. We would all think, oh, it'll be two years. I won't be able. Yeah. So tell us why it could be done quickly. Well, would you believe me if I told you I wrote my last book and I'm not talking, just write it. I started it, wrote it, had it edited, formatted, and uh, and printed copies in my hand in 10 days. Oh, man. Holy sh- Mikey's. Way to make us look and feel bad. Right? No doubt. Now, this, of course, is, comes with, I've, I've had a little practice at this point. So I'm not saying that everybody's going to do it in 10 days, but typically people that work that I work with can get it done in 90 days. So three months, 12 weeks. However you want to slice it. Uh, it's a fairly quick and easy and painless process if you follow a system. So and I have that roadmap that can guide somebody along the, the process and, and get them to the end and the finish line um, quickly, effortlessly, fairly painlessly. <laughs> Did you writing your book create that process as you were doing your book? Part of it was created with me writing my first book. Um, I did use a coach though. I highly recommend if you're going to do anything and you want to do it quickly and with less pain that you follow somebody that's already gone through the steps themselves successfully. So I did hire a coach, uh, through that though, I hired, uh, PR and marketing coaches. So I learned how to get, uh, TV, radio, all sorts of local publicity, um, at my book launch. So I teach that in my program now. So kind of all of the tools and strategies that I used along the way, including stuff from my coach, I have now put into my program so that I can help people even more to achieve that success faster and with better results than even I got in my first round. Mike always provides me notes for the show because he's an amazing partner. And I'm looking at these notes and it says award-winning author of the book, Write and Grow Rich. And I'm just wondering what award did this win? So (laughs) it's funny that you asked that, but my, um, my award actually came from my first book. 
So I'm the I'm, I was the award-winning author, um, and it was a it was a financial fitness award. So my very first book was all about finance, and um, it was a it was a huge big ceremony. We were at a launch with a with um, probably a, a good twenty or thirty other authors that had gone through the process at the same time, and we uh, we were awarded authors. It actually, Jack Canfield was at the event. It was super fun. So I've got all the pictures and uh, the the. The, the proof that uh, I got to meet Jack Canfield personally. The only regret I have about that one is I didn't, I have the success principles. It's sitting on my bookshelf <laughs> right behind me actually. And for whatever reason, I guess I was so excited about getting to the event. I forgot to bring the book so I could get it autographed by him. And I knew he was going to be there. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a pretty fun time. Has anyone ever time. asked you to autograph any of your books? I get asked to autograph books all the time. People love uh, getting an autographed copy of a, of a book. Um, speaking of autographed copies of books, my strangest <laughs> autograph experience was I was at the RDU airport. and That's our airport here, Raleigh-Durham. Raleigh-Durham. Um, okay. And I love the bookstores at airports. I just wind up, especially the, the there's one in um, uh, Minneapolis, uh, not Minneapolis, um, Anyways, there's one, I think it's Minneapolis, that has a used bookstore, which is even cooler. But the one in RDU, I'm walking through, and I pick out, like, four books, and I go up to the cash register, and there's a display of books next to the register. And, of course, you have to look at those because that's why they put them there, so you notice them. And the guy that's working the cash register was like, hey – you should check this book out. And I was like, oh, really? Is it a good one? He's like, well, I'm kind of biased because I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, really? And then I felt so bad that I bought the book. (laughs) And then he was like super excited to sign it for me. Was the book any good? I've never read it. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a signed book by the guy that wrote the book that works at the bookstore. So obviously his book was just a raging success because he had to work the cash register in the RDU bookstore. Maybe that was part of his strategy. Who knows, right? It's like, I'll come and work the cash a few days so I can pump out a whole bunch of my books. Maybe, but I feel like there's better ways to market yourself than working behind the counter. Working behind the counter. Why, I agree. Why do people write a book? Well, I guess people write a books for a lot of reasons. Uh, the strategy that we're talking about here today, though, is how do you write that book that's going to bring more and attract more of your perfect ideal client into your business? Because it's not really about selling books like that guy was doing at the at the at the cash, at the bookstore. So I refer to that as stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. Mm -hmm. So think about that. I'll repeat it. Selling books is like stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. Because I don't care about selling my book for $10. What I want to do is use my book to attract a coaching client into my business. Mm Mm-hmm. And for, if you're writing your book for that purpose, it's a very powerful tool to attract people into your world, into your sales funnel, 
we're talking about marketing and business here, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you get more of your perfect client into your sales funnel and shorten the sales cycle? Well, somebody that picks up your book and says, Hey, I want to read that book is now a warm lead. And it's somebody that, you know, is interested in your topic matter because they just raised their hand and said, I'd like a copy of that, please. Now, when you're talking to them, you already know they're predispositioned to be wanting what you're selling. So it's a, it's a fantastic tool, not only to get people to say, hey, I'd like a copy, but then you now know that you're probably um, talking to the right person. So now you're not just throwing a whole bunch of mud at the wall, hoping some of it sticks. You're actually have an attentive audience of people who've already um, told you that they're interested in your topic matter. So it's a game changer with respect to your marketing. So the people that come to you have a knowledge of an industry that they could or should write the book about that could turn into clients. hundred percent. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. So as a financial advisor, I wanted to, I was competing with other financial advisors like crazy all over the place. So it's like, how do I get clients to come to me instead of them? And I used the book as that tool, as that strategy. So who wouldn't want to to work with the expert? And in, in North America, we perceive authors as experts. We believe that if you wrote the book on it, that you are an expert at the topic matter. Yeah. You can become a subject matter expert just by publishing a book, even even though it could be a really crappy book. It could be, right? So do you ever, do you ever coach people out of writing a book like eh, you know there Joe Schmo you probably shouldn't be publishing this book <laughs> um, I haven't had to yet um although I do have people that come to me going you know that want to write a book that I'm not really sure how I can help them um you know that has happened before but um for most for the most people most people that are attracted to me are attracted to me because of exactly what I do so because right. uh, I'm I'm using my same strategy for my business So people that are coming to me are subject matter experts. So people working in their field, they're people that people that want to elevate their, their brand. They want to uh, use tools to increase lead generation. Lead generation is probably the number one struggle of most of the people that I sit down with. It's how do I get that endless stream of clients coming to me? And a book is just one of those, one of the tools that you can use to position yourself as a subject matter expert, to get more people knocking at the door, wanting to work with you. Just like podcasting. We're sitting on this podcast right now. Podcasting is a great tool. It's getting on someone else's platform if you're the guest speaker like myself. So I'm now gaining access to your audience where otherwise I wouldn't be. And it positions you as subject matter experts because you're gathering other experts in this in this, in this area area of marketing and business growth. And so it's win-win for everybody, right? When, yes. When somebody is getting ready to call you to legitimately write a book, what's a couple things, qualities, ideas they need to possess to be successful at writing a book that's going to lead them to clients? Well, they need to have a business or a program or a service or a product that they're looking to get out to the marketplace in a more effective manner. Um, and I think they just need to have that that drive, that desire uh, to help more people. Because what a, a book also, um, you know, helps you make a bigger impact. It helps you uh, get your message out to, to more people. Uh, and really with a little bit of determination, and it doesn't take a, a lot of skills or effort to write a book, 
In fact, if you can talk and have a conversation with a client, you can write your book. Oh, we're in. You we can boom. talk. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, without asking specifics on your program. Well, first of all, where can people go to get more information on your program? So people can, um, you know, I don't really have actually a lot of content about my program online, but I am all over social media. So you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn um, are probably the two best uh, places to get a hold of me. Um, I do have a free guide as well, a 10-step guide to plan and write a business building book. I have that. I would be happy to share that with anybody, which gives you the literally the 10 steps you need to go through to be able to have that um, that first draft in your hand. And it's actually more like a workbook. So it's 20 pages with checklists and worksheets and um, everything you would need to, to, to know to get started and get on the path to writing the right book. Because mm-hmm. it's not, again, just about writing any book. It's about, about writing that yeah. right book. And, and um, I'm also happy at any time to hop on a quick zoom call with anyone and get their questions answered about whether a book is right. People ask me, is a book right for, it was a book right for me. Um, so I'm happy to, if if you want to know if a book is right for you, or if you you're like all in, you already know you want to write a book. You've just been waiting for the opportunity for someone to help you down the, down the path. Then, you know, I'm definitely happy to, to get on a call. I'm an open book. And on yeah, <laughs> and on, on social media, yeah. you are Kimberly, and that's L E Y, is where they can Thank find you. you. Uh, what is a price range to write a book? That's a great question. Um, the answer to that one is really it depends. It can be uh, done extremely affordably. Um, I teach people in my program the free way, the medium kind of budget way, and the high end budget way that you can that you can get your book done. To use an example, uh, cover design. I can show people how to create a really fanta- pretty fantastic cover in Canva, which is a free tool that anyone can have access to and use. And then there's people that will use sources like Fiverr or Upwork to hire a designer to do it for them on a, on a small budget. And then there's people that will use local graphic designers because they've been using them for years and they want to support their their network or their community, uh, which will cost them a little bit more money. And through all of this, the publishing steps, I talk about all of those options. So the low cost or no cost option, the medium cost option, and the and the high end option. So. Then how how would you recommend Trinity when she writes her book on real estate? Who would that be geared towards? Well, that's a great question because in real estate, you could be looking to attract sellers. Mm-hmm. You could be looking to attract buyers. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you're looking to attract investors. Yep. Perhaps you're looking to attract a team of other realtors. That's technically four different books. Yeah. Well, and I say that because... Trinity just never has enough things to do no matter what's going on. If she has eight, and I kid you not, Kim, if she has eight revenue streams at some point in time within the first half hour of getting the eighth one up and running. Okay. I think I'm ready for number nine. Yeah. My biggest question is how do I easily export my ideas without actually having to type it? Do you have people that, because like I would much rather talk my book out and have somebody else um, transcribe it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word, but yeah. And do you have people that do that? 
hundred percent. In fact, it's one of the strategies I highly recommend. Most people are not as good at typing as they are at speaking. Mm -hmm. And in today's world, you can, there's free transcription services online. You can take podcast material that you happen to have already created, get that transcribed and turn it into a Mm. book. You, every single uh, word document provider at this point has a um, a dictate f- feature. So Microsoft, whether you're using Microsoft Office 365, whether you're, you're a Mac user, or whether you're using Google Docs, they all have that button that says talk now. And although you need to talk a little slower <laughs> and more succinctly yeah. so that <laughs> jumbled in the transcription, it's still so much faster than typing. In my opinion, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a two finger wonder. So I use the talk feature all the time. It's a fantastic uh, way to get your book out of you and way faster. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Well, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And then you tweak it, you tweak it from there. Yes. Like you get eighty percent. You cannot edit a blank page. So that is true. Editing oh. and formatting take care of all of the mistakes and the grammar and the spelling. So you just need to to start get it done, get something out on the page, and let editing and formatting take care of all the rest. I I always wait for the guest to give me the title of the podcast, and you giving me you've given me two that I'm have to think on. One is stepping over dollars to pick up nickels, which I love. And then you can't edit a blank page. Man. Mm-hmm. That's just like, hey, dumbass, call me statement. <laughs> Get, started. Get started. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. And, and Drago just typed that to me as he's in the other room. He and I are thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so Trinity and I write a book about the podcast. Because we're you will be episode number one hundred and sixteen. Woohoo! So congratulations, we, thank you, you very much, and we're proud of that because we had Michelle Abraham on last week or two weeks ago, and just talking about the churn of the podcast because people get to seven or eight or ten. She called it pod burn. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and they just they run out of energy ideas or something like that. So if we write our book about the podcast and the stories that came from the podcast, then what do we do with that book? How do we market that? Right. And I guess it depends what the purpose for your book would be. It always comes back to what do you want the book to do with you? So in Trinity's example, where is Trinity trying to build a team of realtors? Is she trying to attract investors, buyers, or sellers? Those are four different book ideas. And they would be four different books. Um, for your podcast, are you trying to attract guests? Are nope. you trying to attract sponsors? Nope. Uh, what is the purpose for, are you trying to um, attract business o- owners? Um, what's the purpose for the podcast is always the first question before we figure out what the right book is. We want clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for your, for your individual businesses? No, for the coaching business. For a coaching business. She can, yeah. She's for making enough money business. being a realtor. She's on her own for that. <laughs> right, it's right, about right. me and my grandson, Oliver. I need to spoil him. I need more money. Yeah. So. But it would be right. to get clients. Well, yep. Right. So positioning yourself as a coaching expert is, you know, a great way to, to, to attract new clients. So, I mean, these are all of the topic matters that you talk about on the podcast, right? So uh, think about all of the topics that you've spoken to people a about. Lot. And, oh, right? gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we'd have we'd have thirty chapters. Easily. (laughs) Maybe you have a series of books then instead of just one. Trinity starts a business. Mike starts a business. (laughs) (laughs) How to start a business. That's okay. I already came up with a title to one of my books while we were sitting here. No surprise. Yes. And I have an idea about how this book is getting written. Is this a real estate book or a coaching book? Or Um, both? It is. Because um, she also coaches realtors. Yes. In her business, in her company, she hires, she has hired and trained most of the agents in the market because she came on originally to set up all their systems and all their processes and then became a realtor. So she knows the business inside and out and from both, from all four sides. Right. I'm going to write a book that's purely written while I'm driving in my car. Wow. Yeah. Because I have so much time. Yeah. I'm either on the phone or listening to NPR or going batshit crazy because I hate (laughs) being in my car so much. So what better thing to do than multitask and write a book while I'm in my car? You know what would be fun? If you had your, you know, your, your phone set up. And like record yourself doing it. Kind of like that guy that does, what's that, um, that guy that, uh, does the karaoke in the James car? James oh, Cor- Carden. Karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. You could be just documenting yourself in your book writing process. I so, could. You know, I'm about to write a chapter of my book right now. Yeah. And you guys are getting the bird's eye back, back, backstory view. It could be like a Facebook live book bar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Behind so many ideas, so many ideas. <laughs> yeah. I want to say the name because okay. it's good, but I think I need to keep it under keep wraps it yourself. Yep. until Uh-oh. until I yep. publish it. What? Yeah, you're, like, you're not gonna yep. do the big reveal right now. Nope, nope. I don't want anyone to steal it. Would you like me to edit it out? No. We can pause. You can say nope. it and then pause. Nope. I'll edit I want it you guys to just be in wonderment. Can I write the just... forward? In the acknowledgement of how awesome you are, people should read your yes, book. Okay. Absolutely. I can do that. I yeah, can do that. So. For sure. Interesting. So, I didn't even think about the pod from the podcast, but I that was something we talked about with Michelle was repurposing. Mm-hmm. Repurposing content, yeah. It is like yeah. the magical tool of content creation because people think, again, they think everything is so hard. But realistically, if you're already running a program, you guys as coaches, if you're running a coaching program, your modules of your program are the chapters of your book. You've already got all the content you need probably mm-hmm. sitting in your laptop right now. Yeah. So, Kim, I have a question for you. What is the strangest book you've helped somebody write? Oh my God. <laughs> or turn down. God. Um, there's a there's a gal in one of my courses right now who's writing a, um, a, a trilogy. Um, Tales from the IRS. Oh. Tales from a debt collector and Tales from a Taxpayer. It's, it's the strangest 
it's not necessarily the topic matter is so strange, but her take on how she's turning it and her front cover is kind of like this mystery novel looking thing, right? Mm. Like tales from the IRS where like, oh, nobody wants to get involved with the IRS. But she's debunking all of the things that the regular taxpayer gets freaked out about if they have to ever deal with the IRS. So it's um, not that it's a strange topic, but the way she's going about it is really amazing. Super fun. If we wanted to write a book about networking and we found the six best networkers that we know, I'm sure there are many others out there probably better, but the six best that we know, could we interview them for a chapter to talk about maybe a, a, uh, maybe a quality they have or an expertise they have in networking and then write the book? Would we need to pay them any royalties or anything? No, you would not need to pay them. In fact, you, uh, if, if you were, if you really were strategic about it, you would get them to pay you. <laughs> I like where your head is at. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it's true. Because it would be good. They're going to be featured in your book. They're going to be yeah. able to take advantage of all of the audience yeah. that you're going to get that book in front of. So it's actually a platform for them to get, um, um, visibility and publicity, which means they should be paying you for that privilege. And not that's, the other way. Yeah, that's actually a great bite drop for a guy in, in the male world. When a guy's had enough crap from another guy, you just go, Hey, anybody, buddy, write a book about you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> oh, that would be, I didn't even think about them. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, Lots of great little strategies that uh, I oh. have in my belief for sure. And, and, that's a, and that's a really great one, for sure. But you go back, and I'm sure everybody knows this, but just one of those things we don't think about it because we're in the middle of it, is most people have enough. If you've been in business long enough, you've got the content to write the book. My PR and media coach used to call it the CPP method of publishing your book, which she coined the copy, paste, and publish. (laughs) Because you are, if you're an expert, you've written blogs, you've done a a PowerPoint presentation that you have scripted out, you've written articles, you have a process you go through with your clients, Uh, you have modules of a coaching program, you have social media posts, you just gather it all up, figure out the order you're going to put it all in, and literally it's like copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. It's how I wrote my book in 10 days, FYI. Nice. Because I was already coaching the program on how to do the book. I just put it all together into book format. When did it dawn on you to write the book and was the preparation longer than the actual writing? Well, the first book was, I was a financial advisor. So I was writing a book to position myself as a, as a, as an expert in the area of finance. So that book took a little bit longer. It took me three months. Um, I, you know, put it all together. The book for writing the book, the book for the book for the book program was <laughs> ironically enough. I started coaching people how to write a book to grow their business before I had the book, the book about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was funny because I was about a year and a half into teaching people how to do this. And I still didn't have the book. I had the image and the graphic design of the book, which is one of the strategies I teach in the program, which is you need to start promoting before you even have the book. So once you have your title, your subtitle and a, and a mock-up of a book cover design, you start promoting yourself as the author of the upcoming book. Boy, that puts good pressure on you though, doesn't it? 
It certainly does because you, you've now not only announced it and committed it to yourself, but you've committed it to the universe and to right. the public and to your Facebook community and to everybody. So for about probably more than eight months, I would go to networking events going, hi, my name is Kim. I'm the author of the upcoming book, Write and Grow Rich, where I show entrepreneurs how to supersize their brand, their business, and their bank account. But you know what? People don't even hear the word upcoming. They just, they just mm-hmm. automatically perceive you as the author of the upcoming book or the author of the book. And, you, and so actually the magic starts to happen before you've even written a single word down on a page. And you mentioned earlier the just the aura of an author. And we know the looks we get to, from some people that say, man, you got a podcast? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. Because again, we're 116 episodes in, but even that carries some weight. And an author carries even more. For a while, yeah. eventually, podcasts may be a little bit more, but still an author of a book is like, they don't even ask, like, you don't care if you sold three, you wrote a book. <laughs> I've never had anybody ask me how many books I sold. To be quite honest, I don't even know. Yeah. And and again, we're going back to the stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. Yeah. I actually don't sell my books. I give them away because I don't, it's not about selling a book for me. It's about getting that information into the hands of somebody who might go, ugh, it still feels too daunting for me. And I just want a little bit of handholding. I want somebody to lead me down the step-by-step-by-step um, path to getting it done quickly, effectively, and without having to think about it. And the physical yeah. printing of it is not very expensive if you do it the right way, or are there a couple of different ways to do that? You can do it yeah. a couple of different ways. And I've published two books through Hunter Rowe. Okay. Um, and if I can do it, anyone can. And that is her agency, uh, Hunter yeah. Rowe. Okay. Right. Yeah. So we we, pol- we published the Raleigh Real Estate Guide, um, and we also do referral directories for all the agents. Man, Kim. Yeah. It's amazing. So you already have access to local printers, and, mm-hmm. and the, world of, yeah. the world of printing has changed significantly from, you know, the old school where they had to lay out plates and they had to, you yes. had to get a pallet full of books to get economies of scale and good pricing. Today with, uh, you know, with the way that technology has advanced, you can, you can get a box of 50 books at you know four bucks a copy yeah in fact you don't have to spend a dime on printing if you let amazon do it all amazon just subtracts the cost off your off your royalties so you can let amazon do all the work they'll print one copy at a time and uh and send it out to your customers you don't have to put anything in an envelope you don't have to spend time addressing um and labeling Mm -hmm. anything no time licking stamps and Amazon does all the work. So. That's why I love Amazon. I was going to say, you found the second love of Trinity's life. It's her husband and Amazon. And I just depending think on the order. it's a pretty brilliant business model, and yeah. they make things very turnkey for people, which I appreciate. I do, too. And we just gave Amazon a plug for free. There yeah. You go. Um, what would you say, Kim, would be, from a business owner standpoint of running your business the day-to-day, what would be your top piece of advice for other small business owners? My top piece of advice is take a whole lot of imperfect action. Done is better than perfect. Ooh. Love it. That goes right in line with my 80%. Yep. I'm all about get, just get it to 80%. Just keep moving forward. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Kim. We just finished up a mastermind group, and we the last 
day we did the start, stop, continue. And we had, I think, 90% of the people in there said they're going to stop procrastinating. Hmm. And they did not even hesitate to say that when it yeah. came their turn to what are you going to stop? Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't even take a breath. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Somebody else, uh, somebody else acquainted us, uh, ready, fire, aim. Yes. So yeah. most people take all this time and they're aiming and aiming and aiming and aiming and aiming and then they're never firing. So I just fire and then you, you adjust. You just recalibrate. Ready, yeah. fire, aim. Because a lot of times people don't know you did it in that order. They just think, wow, love your book. Yeah. And it's like your house because you're looking at it way different. Yeah, the baseboards aren't. You know, I didn't dust off the baseboards. I didn't quite get to this, but we don't know that when we walk in, frankly, don't care. Yeah. Man. And, and you know what my book, my book, my original book coach said, he's like, nobody's going to read your book anyways. And I was like, well, that's insulting. <laughs> but I mean, I even think about how many half, half read and one or two chapters in red books that I have on my shelf, because yeah. I'm like, oh, I should read that book. And I start reading it and it's great. And then, but I love books. So I'm like, then I'm on to the next, I'm swirling to the next shiny object book. So people, you know, people half read them, people skim over them and gloss them and they don't do the work. And then a year or two later, they still haven't implemented anything that they read in the book anyway. So, which is, you know, where all the coaching comes in, you guys are coaches. So you understand that, right? The coaching yep. is, is the accountability, the handholding, you get stuff done. I get stuff done when I'm, when my feet are to the fire and I have deadlines. Sometimes my deadlines are self-imposed mostly as a, as an entrepreneur, I have to create deadlines where I do announce them to the public to make them real for me. Cause I could say, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this by such and such a date. Yeah. But if I haven't announced it to somebody, nobody knows when that date was supposed to come and go. With your second book, did it far exceed your expectations of the number of clients you got from that book? I mean, it gets me clients all the time. It's a, it's, 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 it's a magical lead generation tool. The free guide, magical. being able to get that information out to people. And again, it's the whole idea of somebody raising their hand and going, please, I'm interested in that topic matter. That's the, that's the magic behind it is you don't have to spend as much time on. So I always talk about, you know, networking, getting on one-on-one -on -one meetings. These are strategies I still use in my, in my business. But now when I'm getting on the phone, 80% of the people that I'm talking to, I know are interested in my topic matter, as opposed mm -hmm. to getting on a hundred calls and only 20% of them were the right fit beforehand. Mm -hmm. Of the people you're coaching through your, well, I guess they would have all gotten to you from your book, right? They get to me through my book. They still get to me through other marketing channels. I will guarantee you at some point, somebody heard, he, will hear this podcast and I'll get a reach out from that. So I use my book to, um, you know, again, for expert positioning to get speaking opportunities. Speaking opportunities are a fantastic way to get on other people's platforms and grow your audience and get better visibility. And of course, if you've strategically planned that as well, to be getting on uh, platforms where your target market audience is already hanging out, you're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners. These yeah. are the people I want to talk to. So I'm not going to go on the cooking show podcast. That's not going to serve. The people that are on, listening to that podcast are not my ideal client. So I would not go and attempt to speak there. So it's about having a strategy, understanding who you're trying to attract into your business. Knowing your target market audience is the first step of, of, any, of everything. 
it's, it's critical to being able to write the right book, get on the right podcast and do all of these other strategies to, to grow your business. It's, um, um, if you don't, do not have clarity in who you're trying to talk to, you don't have clarity in your messaging. They say the riches are in the niches and it's, uh, uh, it is absolutely that's true. Mike's, that's Mike's line. Yeah. yeah, they are. And I've been working, we've rolled out a new program called pitch your niche to help people with their elevator oh. pitches. Cause they're horrible. You can tell Absolutely. they don't put any time into it. They say the same thing every time, and they spend 28 to 30 seconds telling you the what instead of the why and the how or telling a story, relating right. them, and because, you know, because people buy people. So if I know you and like you, I'm probably going to give you a little bit more time than if, oh, I heard this guy use 72 words in 30 seconds, and wow, am I just hooked. No, you're not. You're bored to death. Yeah, but it's so true, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a critical in business to know who you're talking to and have a, a powerful message to convey about the problem that you're going to help them solve. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kim, yeah. this yes. has been awesome. Oh, this yeah. is so as a avid reader, um, so up my alley, and mm. I know for sure that I'm going to go get your book and read it because now we've met and that's going to happen. But if somebody else that's listening to our show does want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Best way to reach me is through Facebook and or LinkedIn. So those are my two preferred methods of communication. I, I you know, I phone would be the second would be the third rather. So if you send me an email, it is buried deep in the pile of mm-hmm. in the email abyss. So I prefer direct message communication. Um, 604-724-5329 is my phone number. Shoot me a text. Let me know you heard the podcast and that's where you're getting in touch from with me from, or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Kimberly Day, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y-D-A-Y. Awesome. It's just one of those bucket list items that people just yeah. need a nudge, don't they? To yeah. realize that it's not, they don't have to mortgage their future to write a book. They don't. And it's, you guys, you guys hit the nail on the head when you talked about repurposing. So yeah. whether you start with a podcast or start with a book, uh, you've got the content there. And, you know, when I'm struggling with something to do on a Facebook live or a blog post or a social media post to write about, I just pick up my book start somewhere, pick something, page, <laughs> and there's all the content I need to get out into the universe. It's repurposable. It's got shelf life. Mm-hmm. I like that. Unintended. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's the, it's the one marketing tool that has the best shelf life. Yeah. Cause you can just, and yeah, you just always point to it. See that book right over there. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. if our listeners do get a hold of you, um, definitely let her know, let Kim know that you found her through us and through the podcast. And Absolutely. if you'd like to reach us, you can find us info at wiredtochange.com. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Yep. And go to wiredtochange.com. We've got our new mastermind groups up, one on how to attract and keep and grow clients, one on systems and processes, and one on sales and marketing. And I just may need to rewrite that one and include one day of how to write a dang book and why you should. So uh, you just have given me some wonderful ideas, Kim. We appreciate that very much. Yeah, we've thoroughly enjoyed our time together and definitely look forward to a continuing relationship. And you might have just earned a client because Mike's over here salivating about us writing a book. (laughs) 
I'm happy to help, Mike, for sure. I know. We've talked a little bit before, and I do have your uh, 10-step or 20-year uh, free. Uh, I downloaded that right after we met a while back. Yeah. And I've got that. I mean, it, boy, tomorrow's Friday. I got the afternoon off, man. Yeah, you'll have to have the book written by, what, the 15th? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, can do it. No, 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 no. Come on, that's 10 days from now, Mike. Oh, you can of, do this. Of November, you, can do you this. meant? Yes. <laughs> I thought you right? meant a 2021. Come on, challenge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyways, we appreciate it very much. Hopefully, people will go uh, check you out on Facebook and LinkedIn and realize that they, too, can write a book because you have fired. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you got us thinking some. Uh, but, anyways, thanks for being on the show, and good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, I will see you again in the future, I am sure, at a networking event somewhere around the globe. That we will, I think, tomorrow, which will have been seven days ago when this comes out. But anyways, uh, yeah. we will be in touch some more, and I'm Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.